Welcome back to another episode of Mac and Mike in the Morning. I'm Mike. I'm Mac. And welcome back to another episode of Mac and Mike in the Morning. Uh, we're so defeated. I feel I feel like we both are just like super defeated. Uh, uh, I agree with you there. We're we're on like day what like seventy five. Day seventy five. Yeah, in the SpongeBob uh, voice actor's voice. It's been you... so long. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. Go ahead, finish your thought. It's been so long since I, I need I. The good part about this whole experiment is I learned I need to work in the office. So I, I have new knowledge, but I just like can't function working from home. It's just too much to stay in one place all day. Do you you don't get up and go for like a walk? I thought you walked Daisy every day. Yeah, I just I'm sick and tired of like talking to a screen. I just like want to talk at a person <laughs> or like walking to get food rather than just like trotting over my fridge or I don't know, like commuting uh, or like yeah. signing off for the day or like anything. I completely agree. I um, The one thing that's actually nice is um, I have a portal now for some, some work calls um, mm. and I could take those over like in the corner. Um <laughs> In the corner sounds so depressing, but not facing my like screen. All right, uh, <laughs> just gonna go to the corner and take some work calls. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, I was reminded though uh, today uh, of how. Um, do you remember day one of uh, work from home? But before day one of work from home, we actually went out uh, for like a team dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I just completely forgot about that as a reminder because I had a work call with, with uh, someone with someone who was there and uh, who I hadn't like talked to until uh, like since then and he mm-hmm. was like hey remember the time that we had like a this team outing and I was like oh I completely forgot about that we got ice cream that feels like 18 years ago yeah I know <laughs> um, also we talked about that on the emergency coronavirus podcast that we had <laughs> that also feels like 18 years ago <laughs> Oh man, I was listening to that on a on a run the other day, and I was just cracking up. We were talking about DBQs and yeah. <laughs> all this other sort of nonsense. Um, well, like so, March went by really slowly. April went by really quickly. It's already mid-May. It's already um, uh, like I don't know, um, summer, I guess, right? Already summer. Yeah. Mid-May. It's nearly June, honestly. Like I'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be June. I I think that's the I think that's how it's going, right? I don't know. Um. Uh. So, uh, what else have you been doing? Uh, growing out your hair. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny. Is nearly everyone I work with has commented on that. They're like, "Oh, you have a beard now. You have long hair." Um. And it's true. I'm trying to grow out the beard, although I don't think the density is there. <laughs> I think it's uh, an unfortunate uh, hereditary. Uh, <laughs> just lack of hair pretty much everywhere where it's supposed to be growing um so i'll probably have to shave that off in a week or two the hair will stay i want to try and put it in a man bun eventually so i probably have another couple of months uh that i need to grow it out but it's now at the point where it stays back um before it would kind of flop forward whenever i'd you know take off my oh hat. wow it's definitely getting there it's like it's, uh, a little bit like a mullet it's like Mergen-esque, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah look Actually, Mergen's hair is getting pretty long, too. We should have him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, get him on here. 
<laughs> we should just uh, the this whole episode should just be us calling people on the <laughs> just like call on the phone. Yeah. You're on Mike and Mac in the morning. <laughs> hey, welcome to Mac and Mike in the morning, Morgan. Uh, you know how like uh, radio shows, like morning shows, we just have people like call in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we ju- but instead of people calling in, we just call them. <laughs> just call it's like outbound calls. <laughs> That'd be fun. That's great. Uh, All right, hold on, hold on one second. How are you? Um, I'm I'm tired. Uh, uh, to be honest. What were uh, you doing? You were up until the wee hours of the morning last night. I saw you saw a message very late. <laughs> I didn't, oh, oh, I definitely was asleep by the time you sent me your last message. Um, I, I was not very productive during the day. And so my strategy was to tire myself out and then get some work done and then fall asleep. It didn't really work too well. Oh. <laughs> I didn't just stayed up late and didn't get any work done? or. Uh, I, I wrote some stuff, but, you know, it's a lot harder to, to be productive when you're tired, I guess. Um, True. Yeah, or when you have it. meetings the next day or you're, like, hungry. Uh, yeah. A lot of me- it's a surprising amount of meetings today. You know what I think it is? I honestly think it's meetings. If I didn't have any meetings... Like, if I could work more independently, I think I may actually enjoy working from home. It's just the fact that maybe I didn't realize it, but, like, at least 50% of my job is just, like, verbally communicating with other people that it's just, like, so taxing and so tiring and annoying and, like, I hate it. Is there a baby in the background? Oh, uh, so our door is open. I think maybe there's a baby walking by. Oh, I was like, I hear the same. That's interesting. Squeals of joy. I don't know. I, I figure you, you may have had a baby while uh, <laughs> you guys were in court and locked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> corona baby, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long we've been locked locked out anymore. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, we got pregnant and had a baby since uh, since the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thirty years have gone by. Well, I guess much shorter amount of time needs to go by in order to have a baby, but you get my point. I got you. I got you. Um, speaking of, uh, it's been 30 years. Did you see, I'm sure you did because you sent me the link. <laughs> Twitter uh, is allowing employees to work from home indefinitely. Yeah. What's your hot take on that? I, I, I'm waiting for these hot takes. Um, there's like a thousand comment hacker news uh, thread about this. Um, and so I feel like at this point, my opinion has been, too heavily influenced by the opinions of other people on Hacker News. Um, so I've like tried to like think about what I originally thought of this this change. I, I don't know. Some some part of me thinks it's <laughs> some part of me thinks it's really good. Like I always thought it was weird that the like I don't think of it. There's a, I have a bunch of different thoughts, so maybe I'm just going to enumerate them one by one and we can decide which, which to explore. One, I think uh, everybody commuting to a centralized location produces pretty obvious inefficiencies, like one of them being traffic in like the commute. And so I think from that perspective, it's good if people are able to work from home and eliminate that part of their, like that drudgery, like no one wants to commute for 45 minutes or sit in traffic for an hour. Like, yeah, let's eliminate that. Um, however... Um, I think, like I said, there's there's 
a lot of being in an office uh, that or a lot of the office experience that you can't just get working by yourself at home like the and it's so cliche at this point but like the water cooler conversations or being able to grab a conference room and a whiteboard with a coworker, um, stuff that at this point is just like I miss it so much I just like, want to go be around other people um, and so I wonder like I wonder if, and I actually don't know much about WeWork, but I wonder if the WeWork model is actually pretty sound, like long term, if instead of like having a single hub or a single headquarters for a company, if like it makes more sense for um, like a company to distribute its employees in small groups or small clusters uh, throughout the world um, so that the people who work together can do so in person. But it's not like you need to like centralize everything, which causes all these inefficiencies. Um, I know that we work paired people from different companies together, but it, I don't know. The idea of being able to to work somewhere other than headquarters, but still go into an office with my coworkers is very appealing. Um, and so I think at least it's a step in the right direction. Uh, maybe it's like swinging too far one direction, but I think it's helping push the needle in the right direction. So um, I read somewhere, and, the, and I did not verify this, so I, it could just be making something up. We're just spreading um, false information. This information uh, campaign, that's actually what Mac and Mike in the Morning is all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that the term um, telecommuting um, originally came from basically the idea that you just described. Um, I guess we could probably fact check this right now. I'm sitting in front of a computer. Um, but the idea that um, instead of having one uh, main hub, um, uh, you, uh, let me see, um, you have uh, these like satellite offices um, that uh, uh, you essentially um, like uh, go to instead, right? So you can distribute the work. Basically, every, what you just described. Um, but That's called telecommuting? Why is it, where's tele come from? I don't know, telecommuting. Maybe it wasn't telecommuting. Maybe it's a different definition. Oh, no, not definition. Let me look. I origin. just feel like that could work so well. Um, like, I feel oh, like yeah. 90% of my interactions are with my team, right? So. Well, uh, but is your team all in one place? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I feel like if the company was structured in such a way that teams had to be co-located, but not all teams had to be in the same area geographically, um, like a lot of people would be happy, like, you know, join a team in, I don't know, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, or join a team in Austin, Texas, or like wherever, <laughs> I don't know. We may have like offices there, so maybe that doesn't apply. But. Um, uh, yeah, but Sorry, you're uh, gonna say. Uh, what's the definition? Uh, uh, I didn't say definite, just origin. I say apparently someone at uh, NASA uh, coined it. Um, uh, uh, I can't find any more, so I don't actually know where I read this in, in the article. Um, mm. Mm, yeah, apparently someone, uh, Jack Nils from uh, NASA, uh, or Nellis, Nils, unclear. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I personally like um, like going to the office. Um, uh, that's all. That's all, really. Um, <laughs> it's It's not the fact that um, I got weird window and window thing now. I gotta close my internet browser before I get this, this distracted. Um, it's uh, I don't necessarily think that um, 
from a company perspective, like just if you thought about it like very bluntly, like straight line, think like I have a, a human that needs to get work done or I have a, 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 a thing that can do work and I have work that needs to be done that necessarily um, like that can't not be done at work at home, right? Like you just give, say like, hey, Mac, do this task and Mac can do this task at home, Mac can do this task in the office, right? I think we're, we're kind of there from like a technological standpoint for, for the most part, at least for like white collar work. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what you miss out uh, is like a lot of the, the humanness of it. Um, like if, and like, I think this is like part of the struggle, right? If we're sitting at home like eight plus hours a day, well, okay, now we're sitting at home a lot longer than that. But if we sit at home for like eight plus hours a day with very little actual, actual human interaction, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's uh, like, how else are you going to get your human interaction, right? Like how many people uh, a day do you interact with on average, like in person? one right exactly (laughs) and like do you think that is sustainable for something like say like say you work for like 30 years right this is a trap i know it's a trap (laughs) christine is listening to this right now (laughs) of course it's sustainable mike (laughs) it is the biggest trap of all time shame on you (laughs) um no I, i see your point though i see your point um, yeah. So wait. Okay. So so if you could, you would do the WeWork model. Then you would have teammates, but you wouldn't require that everyone teammates that you see in person, but you wouldn't require everyone be in a single geographic location or like a few big geographic locations. I think my working situation before this was perfectly fine, which was I worked in an office, right? You really like you wouldn't prefer if the team like lived in upstate New York. No. Well, I, I I like living. You like in the, the city? city? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I think for me, cities are the future. Cities are the really? future. Period. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Climate change. Oh, uh, economies of scale type thing. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, the uh, like carbon footprint of cities. I think it, well, the carbon footprint of cities is dramatically less than um, like if you have fuel distributed. Right? Yeah, but isn't that just because everyone's cramped? Uh, and economies of scale, right? Yeah, I'm like oversimplifying. I feel like part, for me, that's like what I don't like about living in a city is like I like need space to like, I don't know, just like spread out. Like I want like a lawn, you know what I mean? But, but you like, don't have a lawn right now. I know. That's but you don't live in the city like, either. I think ideal, and I read this on Hacker News, so this is my opinion being influenced by Hacker News, but I think I wouldn't be surprised to hear that Morty, Morty, Rick and Mer- Morty, uh, more than 50% of people who work at uh, like Bay Area tech companies, like cliche tech, like would prefer to not live in the Bay Area or would prefer to live somewhere more remote. Um, it's just that it's like they're forced to live where they, they do because of, you know, their job. Um, I, I guess maybe that's somewhat obvious. Like, of course, no one has to pay like ridiculous housing costs um, to... To, you know, everyone wants the benefit of you know getting paid a bare salary and you know, living in the Midwest and just like living like a king. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if like a lot of people had similar sentiment where they would prefer to to work. Uh, and maybe a, maybe a satellite office is the right term for it. I mean, I work in a satellite office, right? 
a smaller satellite office than New York City. Um, yeah, and I think this goes at... Um, you can stop me at any point because I've been reading too much uh, like ur- urbanist Twitter. New York um, Times. New York, not New York Times. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, like making use of or having... I guess making use of like public space and having good public space in terms of just like just communal areas uh, within yeah. like public spaces, right? This uh, reminds me so much of container stacking, honestly. Kind of, right? Like it's uh, yeah, I, that's a good an- that's a that's a good <laughs> analogy, I guess. Yeah, um, uh, like I mean, it doesn't it like I mean, this is your canonical example, right? Like. Uh, uh, free parking in cities, right? Like, uh, uh, it's like a very inefficient use of public space um, uh, because it is, uh, you know, especially in, in a city where, you know, like less than 10% of people own, own cars. Oh, I guess I you did own a car and you did have problem finding free parking on the street. That's right. That's Call right. back to whatever episode. Um, <laughs> Zillion. Uh, but like that, that's, I mean, I think what you're finding now, especially um, in like cities around the world is that they're, they're kind of trying to claw back this space and make better use of it, especially given the circumstances of like social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, given the option, would you prefer to do what you said? Like say, say you say, you know, you could have a satellite office in like Buffalo, New York. Yeah. I mean, well, this is the question. I think this is what everyone's saying. It's like once everyone's working remote and people start spreading out, like your Bay Area tech companies aren't going to be paying you Bay Area salaries. So like, would you take the the Buffalo salary to live in Buffalo or would you take the Bay Area salary to live in the Bay Area? Uh, but do you think that's, um, or do you think that salaries will just go up because now that they're like... No, no, no. Right, there's, I mean... Once you open your, your company up to the global work pool, you're like, once everyone's working from home, I feel like you have access to roughly, you know, equivalent talent at like half the cost, right? Like someone in um, like, I don't know, Idaho is like going to be ecstatic to, to make half of what like a Bay Area software engineer makes uh, to do the same job, right? And so like, why would Facebook pay twice as much for Assuming everyone's remote, like assuming that like Bay Area engineer doesn't have the advantage of you know going to the office and and seeing people in person, why would Facebook pay twice as much for someone who happens to live in the Bay Area? Because now they're competing against other companies that can hire you glo- like globally. But why wouldn't both companies just try and hire the Idaho person? Well, presumably you're just better than the Idaho person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what like, you're saying. Like, uh, presumably, like, I mean, I'm not saying like it's it's a, a like either or. It's um, uh, to 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 speak very non-human, right? Like you, it, it, they're essentially now like it. Uh, there's less restriction on like where on what on the bidders they have for your labor, right? And so. Um, Presumably, you could bid yourself up, depending but, on if there are more companies or more labor. Yeah. Isn't the supply also going to dramatically increase? I don't know. I don't know which one works. I don't know, right? Presumably, I mean, uh, I think, you know, I think uh, most 
uh, in our field, I guess, you know, I think it's more labor constrained than it is. Uh, um, like, I think there are more opportunities than there are people to fill those opportunities, right? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if basically what happens is, is everyone starts working remote, then, you know, salaries start going down, you know, Bay, Bay Area tech companies are like, well, we're like not going to, basically your salary is not going to grow at all like feel free to move around like i expect these astronomical uh numbers coming out of some of these bay area companies to just like start to to go back to normal and then everyone starts to work remote and like things level out is, is sort of how i expect it to go i don't expect salaries to increase for example <laughs> once people are working from home well i i don't i it depends i guess because it also is in line with like a um economic uh depression and recession and I, I don't actually know what the right term is right so yeah. the companies are also not like you know hiring right so it's hard to say yeah yeah it's true i guess like <laughs> maybe i'm hoping that i'll just be like one of these like 10xers and i can just get away with uh, uh continuing to be like a good investment for for tech companies, even though <laughs> they could probably get the equivalent to work out of a cheaper, uh, <laughs> cheaper employee living in Idaho. Well, I also think that the the people the 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 uh, what is it called? Like the appreciation or the um, uh, like enjoyment or people. I feel like the people who really like working from home are more vocal than the people who are just like, yeah, just like the, the norm, right? And so. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a little bit of bias towards like um, working from home. Cause I think Twitter made their policy vol voluntary, right. In terms of like, okay, if you want to yeah. work from home yeah. and I kind of understand that in light of like, um, uh, like the, the pan pandemic, I guess um, mostly cause I think some people might not feel comfortable coming back into the office. Right. Um, like until there's a vaccine. Um, yeah. So, um, or if there is a vaccine or when there will be a vaccine, right? Um, so it kind of like relieves some burden of saying like, hey, even though we're opening our offices, like you, like you don't have to, you don't have to come in. But um, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out long-term, especially like culture, culturally um, in the workforce. Yeah, the New York Times, uh, I just subscribed actually. They had oh. a piece um, that I've been meaning to read about like how... Uh, like society seems to have solved a lot of supposed problems with working remotely very quickly and so <laughs> uh like there's a piece about you know yeah the long-term effects of of uh this coronavirus uh lockdown um yeah it'll be interesting although what's interesting to me is i've heard a lot of people say that remote only works if everyone's remote or if you know your your company is remote first if you've got half the people going into the office and having water cooler chats and half of the people just excluded from those chats, then it's going to be fine for the people in the office, but not so much for the people working remote. So, like, I wonder how it feels like you have to be pretty accommodating to people working remote. <laughs> uh, sidebar. It'll be interesting to see, like, how accommodating companies are to remote workers if they, like, push pretty hard for remote first to make sure everyone's included or if they decide it's too much work for, like, I'm going to quote unquote, the silent majority or, like, uh, you know, the people who just prefer going to the office and returning to business as usual that companies decide it's not worth their time to support remote workers anymore. Um, yeah, I, I think I think there's that part. I also think it's going to be 
I think it would be really hard to... And it does require, I feel like, a lot more work and energy to work from home in terms of, like, even even things like, okay, design discussion or pulling people in for, like, whiteboarding, right? I, I It's so much... It takes so much more out of me than if I had to do it in person. But it's um, the nature of the... It's, like, the nature of... It's, like, you work in a team of, like, 10 people and you're leaving that team. And so, like... Mentoring is hard, like remotely, right? Design discussions are hard remotely. If you were like an IC who was tasked with just like building something on your own and like writing up a design doc, I feel like you'd have no problem doing that, right? Uh, yeah, individual work, cause but that's just very um like mechanical, right? Uh, not necessarily, right? Like I feel like there's like difficult work that can be done individually. Yeah, it's still like mechanical A to B. You don't have to like. Like mechanical in terms of like um, uh, like isolated work or like work that can be done in solitude, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of like I just sit down at my desk and like I guess mechanical is not the right word, right? right. Um, You're not like uh, cranking out like ty- uh, type checking disks, okay? You're like <laughs> I'm not changing uh, you know uh, f strings to or like format format strings to f strings. Oh God, uh, killed me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think anything that involves, like, more than one person. Like, I can imagine having, like, a small team, right? Of, or, yeah, like, small team, small company, right? To yeah. that uh, fully remote um, uh, where, you know, say you're, like, a startup and you need to get, like, started off the ground, right? And, you you know, you, you probably still need to have, like, a good amount of, like, discussion. But at the end of the day, you know, you, like, you, people can go away and, like, yeah, code for like uh, two, three hours, you know, and, and come back and do something. I mean, like all, all, of, all of the work that I've done on like the podcast software, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's coming back to this point of um, uh, like, yeah, like just remote work. Um, it, it, it's interesting to, I think there's a difference, right, with going remote when you were, when you were together in terms of saying like, if you're able to establish like a team, like people, you know, right. Like say like me and you and, you know, like say like, I don't know, other people, we know, and we've worked with before. Right. In terms of saying like, Paul and Paul, Paul, uh, Mergen. <laughs> oh, Mergs. Yeah. Right. Right. Mergs. Right. Um, but like, it, it's one thing to say, like we've established more of like a working like rapport. Right. And another thing with saying like, okay, you have to establish one remote. I think that's more difficult, right? Like yeah. it, I'd make it like akin to like remote friends, right? Like, you know, in this time, right? I'm like having, you know, like Zoom calls, right? With like my friends from, from you know, who, who live across the world, right? And, you know, and, and like those are friendships I've had like over the years, but I'm not making any friends remotely, right? Maybe I should try. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hold on. Uh, the whole direction of this podcast has changed. Mike, you need to, to hop on uh, like chat roulette or something. Uh, yeah, okay. Or well, I'm sure there's people you play with on like StarCraft, right? Yeah, but I play StarCraft with like my friends. No, I mean like you play a match against someone, you like trash talk them and then you like decide to like party up for the next round and then you... I, I don't do that because I think that's explicitly weird. Oh, weird. I do that all the time in Rocket League. <laughs> well, 
So here's one thing I can't get over. So apparently a lot of um, like dating apps have gone like fully remote, which is funny to think about. Um, what does that even mean? Like, you know, you have like a conversation and instead of going out on like a, a date in like person, right, you have like a Zoom chat or something. Or they have like all these dating apps are releasing like features where you have like, uh, like instead of like you, you chat, right, and then you just turn that into like a video call. Like that I can't do. That'd be so awkward, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But apparently people are doing it, so uh, I don't actually know anybody's doing it, which is uh, interesting, but yeah. Yeah, so the same thing as, yeah, right? Like, can you imagine going on, like, a first date on, like, a uh, Zoom call or something? <laughs> like a moving background. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. A <laughs> moving Very. background, that's a good, you know, make a good first impression with a good moving background. A <laughs> good moving background. That's the key to a successful uh, Zoom date. Um, sorry, this conversation really, really uh, went off on a tangent here. Um, but anyways. Yeah, so coming back to um, remote work, uh, uh, what have you found? Uh, have you found? Well, one, I don't think you found a good work setup, which I think is part of the problem. We, you were just talking to me before the. the uh, I'll critique your work setup, by the way. Uh, right before this podcast, Mac was uh, coming in and saying he's like, "Oh, I don't have enough ports on my USB hub. I, <laughs> I have two monitors, but I can only hook one of them up to my my laptop. Uh, so you're already handicapping yourself right there. Mm. Uh, it's probably why your productivity is down by over half." And Daisy's always, <laughs> nice job, uh, Daisy's always <laughs> just coming over and just wanting to be pet. So, yeah, it's it's pretty hard. I honestly can't imagine having, I just, like, wouldn't get any work done if I had kids. Yeah. I, like, don't get any work done nowadays. I mean, I do, but it's, like, I haven't had a very productive session, coding session in a while. Because it's because I'm, like, so drained from, like, work and, like, personal life. Just, like, being in one place. It's unimaginable. Right, and uh, you have to make your own hot dogs now. You're right, like stuff like that. Making my own hot dogs. <laughs> I actually do enjoy the breaks that um, making my own food uh, comes with. I do now make a lot more coffee. I drink a lot more coffee now working from home, but that's just because I really enjoy making it, and I also order the buttload of coffee that I have to, to make. So um, there's like that. you like panic bought it. No, so a lot of the places like roast, local roasteries that I order from um, had a shipping minimum. Like this place I ordered coffee from said I needed to order a minimum of 50 for free shipping. $50 50 for free pounds. shipping. 50 pounds, yeah, 50 pounds. Oh my God. Uh, no, not 50 pounds, $50 worth of coffee. So oh. it ended up being like three bags, but like for me, I go through a bag like every one and a half weeks or so. So, I mean, I guess it's not that bad yeah it's a lot of coffee it, i think each bag's like a pound maybe maybe 12 ounces um yeah so it's not that much actually um but yeah i mean i think you you um yeah you gotta fix your work setup but you do have a sit stand desk i do i have a nice stand desk i have a nice seat and i have a nice honestly i don't think my setup's bad i think it's just i'm like i'm at my computer when i work and then i'm in the same exact location like after work when i'm relaxing or playing a game or something like it's have just you, like all bleeds together and it's awful 
have you thought about take getting like a lawn chair and working outside on like the lawn or the parking lot? <laughs> Just like in the road. Um, I need a comfy chair. That's the thing. So like, I like my. I like my setup. I just don't like that I have to work and play at my setup. I think it's. I think I actually have debugged your problem. You what? are really missing your monitors. Actually, I think <laughs> actually I have, I have two monitors. No, but they don't. They don't. They aren't hooked up. You only have one monitor hooked up. Yeah, honestly, I really only use the one. Anyways, I use the, the other one for like documentation and stuff. But I can quickly like change tabs. Hmm. I think that's really it, though. I think it's, <laughs> it's the monitors, <Miles>. yeah. <laughs> we found it. We found it. Um, yeah, I think you kind of just kind of have to um, admit that you're not going to be as productive. Yeah, I think that's fine. Like, I think I think coming to terms with, like, oh, you know, I'm going to spend an hour making lunch for myself and I'm not going to get anything done is fine. But then also I feel like there's, like, pressure to be productive. Like, I feel like at this point people are kind of like, oh, you know what, we should have adjusted by now. Like, let's get back to, like, where we should be in terms of productivity or like, Oh, you know what? We had these things we wanted to promise by the end, you know, of, of June. Like, are we going to hit them? Like what was going on? And so it's just like, if I could just say, you know what, like we're not going to accomplish anything and I'm just going to work at my pace. I think I'd be happy, but it's like all of this stuff combined plus the pressure to still perform. is like, it's rough. Yeah. I also think regardless of even like the work from home setup, which is actually kind of like, almost first world problems, but like the whole, sure. like with a whole pandemic raging like around us, it's also hard to, um, uh, it's like that, you know, like slow, but do you know, like, um, I, I like white noise or something, right? Like just mm -hmm. this like steady, just like buzz in the background of, yeah. you know, and, uh, and depending on whatever circumstances, at least, you know, you're in or, or, or you know, one is in, right. In terms of saying like it, there's, it, there's just, you know, this, that, that there's always this concern, right, of, like, you know, the world is ending, or not the, not necessarily the world is ending, but, like, things are bad, right, like, and yeah. I, I feel like not, um, and I, and I don't know why, like, it, this is not acknowledged more by anyone, even myself, but, like, yeah, yeah, the world's, like, pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I always feel bad about like not being the person to provide some semblance of consistency or reliability. Like, like I know like you have to be human, but I feel like there's also humans who don't have the privilege of being human. Like the CEO can't like, I mean, to some extent he can like reveal his humanity, but at the end of the day, he still has to make difficult decisions and like work late hours and like, do all this other stuff like you can't just like take off and say you know what the world's bad right now and so i feel like maybe it's a microcosm but to some extent like being a leader on the team you know, like i feel like a lot of that falls to you and so like, you can't just say you know what like i'm not i'm not gonna like fulfill my expectations right now uh just like let everyone else around me fail right? um yeah you made me think of actually i had a uh a, a really i can't call my own thought a deep thought but um, I was watching, I don't know if you've been watching on ESPN, um, they've been airing this really good uh, series called The Last Dance. Mm -hmm. um, it's about, um, it's about Michael Jordan, essentially. Um, oh, Charles Barkley commented on that. Yeah, he did. Uh, do you know who Michael Jordan is, though? Never heard of him. Oh, okay. Well, so he's this, uh, probably one of the best or the best basketball player 
um, who's ever played. Um, and uh, in the 90s, uh, he won um, uh, basically three championships in a row, uh, twice. Um, but the first, so the first time he did it, uh, he did it, I think it was, must've, it must have been what, 1991, 92, 93. Um, and uh, he was like the best player, clearly the best player at the time, but um, he, after, after the 1993 season, he was basically like, I'm exhausted, right? Like we've accomplished so much and like, I'm just going to retire. Um, so he just walked away from basketball, uh, just retired. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, even great leaders, right. They have to, they have to, uh, acknowledge that they, um, you know, need a break and they, uh, are tired and that, uh, you know, that that's perfectly acceptable. That's all. Yeah, but that kind of those choices don't get rewarded, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like. Well, then he came back and won another three championships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like I mean, it's unclear if he would like you know what if he didn't do that right and recharge right. Then he yeah. came back. And spoiler alert: they haven't really gotten to this quite yet. But spoiler alert: uh, he came back and won in 1996, 97, 98. So the other three. Huge spoiler. Huge spoiler. Yeah. Huge spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't know who Michael Jordan was, so. True. Well, now I now I won't have the opportunity of finding out naturally. Yeah, naturally. No, no, no. He won six. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a fair point. Yeah. So just uh, you know, take care of yourself. Um, that's uh, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It feels like. Uh, I can't. I, I just can't shake the feeling of like I should be like when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You know, like it's like when people are fearful, you should be greedy. When people are greedy, you should be fearful. <laughs> like basically, when everyone around you is struggling, that seems like a perfect opportunity to step up. And so, like, I don't want to miss the opportunity. Um, but it's also draining. Yeah, I uh, I get that. Um, I get that in terms of what I understand. I also get that you know, um, consistency is key. I feel like. Um, yeah like you know just uh it's like the person who runs a marathon versus the person who sprints the first mile of a marathon go on (laughs) that's all (laughs) okay the person who sprints the first mile is not going to finish where the person who just runs a marathon by pacing themselves is going to finish right Mm, true right but how does that metaphor apply here uh, I mean, I mean, it's like, a good point because at any point in life, you might just drop dead. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, don't take take advantage of the opportunity to sprint out in front of the pack. Um, no, it's not what I'm saying at all. What do you say? I'm saying, uh, like, it's it's weird. It, it's strange to me because I like a lot of like life mentality. You can't just like turn on a switch and do it, right? Um, and I'll reference sort of like the last dance again with Michael Jordan, right? He didn't just like, he, it's just like when he went, he's not, didn't want to just like wake up one day and be like, I want to be the best player in the world. And then just be like, okay, it's not like a, what, like direct Delta function, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, I want to be the very best and I'm going to work to be the very best always. And, uh, probably not a good analogy because I, he, I just said he had to take a break. 
<laughs> I failed to see where you're going with that analogy. I I'm tired. I my analogies aren't right. <laughs> <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> I give up. I can see that was wrong. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just I'm like tired of. I don't know. Maybe maybe. <laughs> tired of working from home. Gosh darn it! I just want to go back to the office where things were easy. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of Gatorade behind you, so you can drink some of that. I could just chug the Gatorade, yeah, maybe that's what I should be doing. That's probably what you need. Electrolytes, that's what you really need. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this episode brought to you by Scrambled Brains. <laughs> I you were going to say Gatorade. I, could, I swore you were going to say Gatorade, then you said Scrambled Brains. Huge bombshell. <laughs> Huge bombshell. Um, uh, yeah, we kind of went all over. You're going to have a great time editing this episode. I know, I know. We're I just completely know. at the end of our wits. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, we're just like exhausted. We can't think straight. Well, I can't at least, yeah. Clearly, my analogies are all wrong. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, there's no coherent story to this podcast. Just like random ramblings. Yeah, pretty much. Um, should we... Are there any concluding thoughts to this discussion about remote work? How things are going with COVID? I think TBD. Um, I think one day uh, we'll look back and students will listen to this series of podcasts uh, and write DBQs on them, on how uh, the, the, our, st our state of minds have evolved uh, uh, through this uh, crisis, um, this pandemic. Um, I don't know. I feel like I am uh, generally getting worn down by this, but uh, and it's a, probably a little need, needs a little bit of a mind, mindset shift. Um, I think one thing that's nice is like the fact that um, uh, a lot of you know uh, companies have come out and said that like uh, you know you, you can do voluntary work from home until the end of the end of the year, right? Like, I think part of something that was uh, 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 a little bit, like, wearing down on, on me um, was, like, the indefiniteness, I guess, in terms of saying, yeah. like, well, okay, another two weeks to go by, and then they're like, okay, well, it's like, going to be another two weeks, right, and another two weeks to go by. It's like, okay, even, like, this feels, like, a little bit longer, like, further out, and that helps in terms of, like, with planning and a little bit of certainty. Um, so, so, so that's all. Oh. Yeah, I agree. It helps with planning. Let's do NIN. Um, we like to end uh, each episode with uh, one new experience that we did this week. Um, have you done anything new, Mac? Have you left the house? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you the one new thing I did this week, which is I went paddle boarding with Daisy, um, which was a lot of fun. Paddleboarding? Wait, what? Where did you go paddleboarding? We have a paddleboard and we have a lagoon. So we pumped it up and went out in the lagoon. Uh, disclaimer, we were socially distant from other people. Um, but we were able to convince the dog. <laughs> that is awesome. That is such a great photo. Mac is showing me a photo of Daisy on the paddleboard with him. It is absolutely... I don't know how you haven't uh, like shared that like broadly. Have you shared that with David? I feel like he would really appreciate that. Um, I haven't yet. Uh, maybe I showed it to him earlier. It's funny because she was originally terrified of like the water. <laughs> That's so good. But then like she got more confident over time. Um, and then you flipped really over. 
And then, yeah, and then we flipped. Did you actually? Um, no, there was some turbulence, um, which she did not appreciate at all. But I don't know if it's going to come into focus. I'm trying to show Mike the picture, but um, she was just standing in between my legs. And then, like, she, like, very gradually, like, stepped out and eventually ended up, like, a, you know, the Titanic scene where they're out on the front of the boat, like, peering over the edge. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, that was the first time. We, we, we haven't taken her, like, swimming, swimming yet. Like, we didn't throw her in the water. Um, she's pretty hesitant about baths. So we're, like, wondering if she can swim. Um, so maybe we'll try next week. Yeah, she might have like an anxiety attack or something. You throw her in the water. Yeah, we'll need to take it slow. But uh, we started with the, the paddleboard, and that was a lot of fun. Um, that's uh, really cool. Uh, so one new thing I did this week was I um, made homemade guacamole. Oh, uh, yes. You told me about this. How did that go? Uh, it, it was great. I had a great time uh, making it. Um, <laughs> I, I found a really good recipe, and by that, I mean... It, really was simple i had um uh, avocados i had three avocados mm -hmm. um i got a tomato uh diced it up um i am not a good like knifesman so my dicing wasn't great um i don't know how do you dice a tomato jesus uh, without like cutting off a finger <laughs> my dice is real big so uh dice the tomato uh put half a red onion in um there you go uh, that and a little uh, nice zing to it. Um, squeeze, squeeze the fresh lime into it. Lime juice, uh, yeah. And then a little bit of salt. Um, I think that's it, actually. I had a, I have a potato masher, so I used that to mash my avocado. Okay. Uh, so got a good consistency there. Um, and uh, yeah, it turned out great. Uh, it turns out if you use three avocados, you make a ton of guac. Yeah, yeah. You, you, did you finish it? Uh, yeah, but that's all I ate last night. That was my dinner with guac and chips. <laughs> I like. I have to finish it because if you don't finish it, that's gross. It's good. Yeah, yeah. That's the only problem is you could only eat guac within like twenty four hours of making it, and that's Which like makes, pushing it. I had a thought though, right? Because because of that, whenever you order guac from a restaurant, do they make it on the spot? I mean. Probably. I mean, there is like prepackaged guac. There's like holy guacamole, right? But I feel like it's not the, like you can tell when it's fresh guac or not fresh guac. Right. But like you go to like a bougie place where you're like, okay, I'm going yeah, to order like chips and guac. I didn't realize that. Well, it's like, no wonder why guac is so expensive. Is Chipotle bougie? Would you say Chipotle makes their guac fresh? I would say no. 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 I would not say Chipotle is bougie. I know for a fact, <laughs> only I would say Chipotle. Um, I know for a fact Mighty Taco, which is a taco place in Buffalo. And you, I think you know Mighty Taco. Um, does not make their guac uh, fresh. It comes in a can. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I know that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I guess that's something to think about, right? In terms of saying like, well, when you get a, a bowl of guac, I never really thought about it. I'm like, oh, wow. Like somebody actually like spooned out a, an avocado smashed it um they probably have like some ingredients they probably just have like some salsa made already and they just like throw it in uh my sister said she makes uh guacamole by taking like salsa and like mm -hmm. avocado and just like putting them together and that's that's yeah that's pretty standard is it yeah i feel like sand, yeah, salsa I, I i i dice my own tomatoes well yeah i mean you're you're try hard so oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i think it was I think it was very, uh, I can't think of the right word. Uh, I was going to say, uh, 
admirable, but I don't think <laughs> I'd go quite that far. Definitely admirable. It's just you're such a stand-up guy that you made your own goal. I think it's uh, just really shows your character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm sure you're, you know, everybody's working from home now. Um, they have nothing better to do. So uh, make sure you listen. We have a bunch of old episodes. If you like, you know, you can, you can donate. Um, you know, if you like the content, uh, please donate and uh, we'll be making more, right? Yeah. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye.